Hello and welcome to episode 85 of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. Hello, Mr. Bat. Hello, Mr. Prince. We were just talking about before we got rolling here how absolutely dog fresh we look today. <laughs> I mean, great, great that this is not a video episode. I feel like every time we actually do a video episode, I don't feel that good looking. I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> There's something like that first video one that we did though that wasn't there something kind of off with the camera position or the lens in a yeah. way that like we looked kind of bloated and we looked part. like we had like sumo legs Yeah, we had super huge legs. I mean, larger <laughs> legs than I already have. But these huge legs and like on the on the close-ups, I remember thinking, like, am I so swollen? It looked like I got stung by a bee in my face or something. I was like, man, I got to stop drinking. <laughs> Super swollen. I did. I did, too. Nice. Um, oh, wait, wait, you mean you stopped drinking? Yes. Oh, like, what? I'm, I'm doing a, a sober October. Ah, uh, I, th- I was like, I thought you were asking, like, <laughs> did I also look swollen? I was like, oh, no, no, me, me, me. <laughs> oh, you're doing sober? Wow, you haven't drank for 20 days? Yes, sir. Wow, man. I didn't even I didn't even know that. We didn't mention that on the last show because I talked so much the whole time. Um, but tell me a little bit about Sober October. How many years have you been doing that? Um, like it's the um like I'm, it's not that I that I do this every year or something. I just felt like this year and um I wanted to do this like to to, to take a break from 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 drinking basically. Yeah. And um I don't know. I just thought, okay, um, sober October. I know it's a thing. It sounds funny. It also works good for me because in September I was, I had this big um, vacation, and I didn't wanna wanna uh, bother myself with not drinking there. And so I thought, okay, right. October is kind of kind of good and a lot of work to do, etc. So maybe that's a good idea. And I, yeah, it just came to my mind because I don't know. I had a conversation with a friend of mine about like we both felt that in Bavaria from a very young age, like talking probably around 13, 14, yeah. with all these activities and these clubs you might be a part of, might be a, I know a sports club, might be a marching band or whatever, like in these rural Bavarian areas, like yeah. with all these um, gatherings, you kind of get, really get trained from a young age to drink, basically. Absolutely, absolutely. To drink a shit lot of beer. <laughs> Most yeah. of the time, or wine, whatever, yeah. and maybe different in in some other regions, but it it's a thing. And then it came to my mind, okay, since I was fourteen, that probably, and that's like ten years now, that probably never happened. Like that, I did not drink a single drop of alcohol for one month, probably not even like two weeks. Yeah, and so I thought, okay, probably like. <laughs> Probably not the worst idea to um to try and do this, to take like a conscious break. Yeah, and yeah. then like th- then I felt really bad about myself. Um, like I feel good about myself that I do this now, and it's um and I'm kind of happy that I <laughs> like I don't I don't feel anything from from stopping stop drinking because I think that's the point where it gets probably a problem if you feel bad when you don't drink anymore. <laughs> Right, but um, right. I felt bad because um, my girlfriend and I had a had a friend uh, stay at our place because she had to be in Munich for a week for. Uh, you probably know this, Ausländerbehörde. 
all that kind oh. of stuff. Oh man, well that's that's what the whole podcast is about, man. <laughs> yes, sir. And um, and she has an an, an an Arab background. She's from Egypt, mm-hmm. and she and t- Tony were were making drinks, and she was like, "Okay, why don't you drink Mo?" And I was like, and I told her about that. Like I just told her, like I do do a sober October, and then she was like, "Why why would you do that?" And then I told her the story. <laughs> yeah, I thought about this, like and. I started drinking alcohol from a very young age, and I thought probably it is time to take a conscious break. Yeah, yeah. And then she was looking at me like, and coming from an Arab background, where obviously like alcohol is not that big of a thing, right? Um, she was like, "Are you guys here in Germany completely crazy? Like <laughs> letting letting kids yes. drink that much, etc." Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, she's right. <laughs> um, and that's the story so far, but. Yeah, I do this at the moment, and I feel really good about it. And um, yeah, but I think that's that's about it. No, I think it's. I mean, you know, this is just on a so far short but very impressive list of things that you're doing to better your physical and mental health uh, at such a young age. I think it's it's pretty admirable, man. It's something people can idolize in a sense. Like a lot of young dudes your age would never even consider. You know, am I abusing alcohol? A little too much this year or hmm. um I, I do a lot of people of course look into their habits you know mid or post pandemic because i i think including myself i i've been drinking way more um i have a friend who said that in the pandemic they oh yeah my friend marcus actually a good guitar player friend of ours um marcus shock he was saying that great he, guy yeah great guy great musician and he was saying that uh, during the pandemic, during the real like lockdown of 2020, no. that he just didn't really ever drink at all. And on the other hand, here I am um, drinking almost every single day in some capacity or another. No. And I was like, well, why don't you? I was like, doesn't that, isn't that more? Uh, I was so blown away about the, by that. I didn't even consider for a fact that maybe people, some people just enjoy drinking socially. You know, he was like, well, I don't want to just sit at home and, and, and what, watch a movie and drink beer. And I was like, why wouldn't you want to sit at home and watch a movie and drink beer? <laughs> you know, for me, it's totally the opposite. It's, it's such a, I think it's getting, getting to a problematic place, not in terms of me not being able to do what I need to do in my life, but I'm feeling the repercussions of ha- having had so much alcohol um, in the past few months. I even had a conversation with my mom about that today where we were on a walk and I was like, you know, I think I'm going to take maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe a week or maybe more, like just a little break because I've realized that I've had some version of alcohol, either like one beer with dinner or five or something every day since we've been home, since we came back from the hospital. And Mm -hmm. the most that I didn't drink in a very long time was in the hospital because I was there for 10 days and there was no access to anything and dude after that seventh or eighth day you know the food was so bad that we were eating very limited amounts anyway mm-hmm. but i felt so like my i felt so cleansed like and i was even told that i looked like i had lost a, like a decent amount of weight mm-hmm. and i didn't do anything i was just existing in that space but i had no access to alcohol and i my i felt so like all my bloated extra water weight had kind of just been peed out and sweated out mm. and it's interesting i, I should but that's, yeah, that's a very good yeah. point because that's another thing that kind of drove me to this decision to do it now or 
yeah, like it was not not a big deal of a huge decision to to do it, but um, right. one point, like like because I experienced it rather the way you described it, because I felt like okay through this pandemic, like I didn't get drunk anymore like before, like going out on the weekend um, to bar or maybe to club or whatever, and yeah, yeah and probably or or playing a show and probably get drunk afterwards or something like that. I didn't have that. Like I I never felt like I was I was drinking. Um, to a point where it 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 did something to me, but right. I was drinking pretty regularly, and that was and at some point that felt pretty weird because just like you you um described, like yeah, you, like every day, and it, it may just be one one little glass of wine or one one beer or whatever, but it like it it really became kind of a routine, and yeah. that's and but and and um I didn't worry about too much about having an addiction but like it felt so weird like i drank so often but didn't get get drunk like right right like having the habit without the effect and that was that was super weird totally totally and i think when people start treating especially people like us when they start treating alcohol the same way you would drink uh like for example this afternoon coffee that i'm having here mm. um then it becomes kind of dangerous because then you think, oh well, now it's you know now it's five thirty. Yeah, I've I've earned a little uh, beer, you know, and you mm. you just are so you it becomes such a mindless thing where it's like, of course I'm at the grocery store, so of course I'm going to grab a case of beer and put it in there and always just have it at home. No, but I know people who can buy a case of beer and it can last them twenty beers can last them a month or a little more if they don't have a party. And me, 20 beers might last me, I mean, less than two weeks, maybe a week mm. or, or so. Like, if that's 20 beers, I might have, like, two one night, three the next night, one at dinner the next night, four one night, mm. you know? And then all of a sudden, it's been, like, 11 days and it's gone. Yeah, remember, yeah, sure. You know, so maybe I should make a conscious, more of a conscious thing for my, maybe I should do, like, a, I would say, like, a, a sober November, but I got a birthday, so... Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, it's all, I, it's all I, I really got right now. <laughs> but 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 still, yeah. For me, it's like I, I did not have I, I didn't have any parties planned, etc. Um, and what has been kind of weird is that I actually spontaneously have been to a party earlier this month. This month, and I was like, okay, this is the first challenge, like going to a party without mm. having one single drink. How um, was that for you? Because for me, that would be so crippling. Um, like. It wasn't too bad, but I must admit I, I didn't stay that long, <laughs> and I yeah, spent sure. and I spent a lot of time like on the balcony drinking spacey and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what, what someone in, in rehab would do, you know. <laughs> yeah, but what really benefited me is that do you know how how people like it's the pandemic and you're dead now. Um, do you know how people play beer pong these days? H how they do it. They do yeah. it differently? No, I don't know the new way. They they do it kind of differently because of yeah, probably hy hygienic reasons. Like through COVID, like people sure, think about is it is it the best idea like have everybody drink beer out of the same cups? Right. Um and so what they do is like they just fill the cups with water and everyone gets their own beer. Ah. Uh, that's so not a bad way to do it. And that benefited me because I could like play as well and didn't have to drink the cups. I do. I'm so glad that beer pong has become more of a popular thing here. Maybe it was for longer than I knew about, but the first four or five years I was here, 
there was just it was just never even suggested at parties. It wasn't like people just didn't have it. Mm. And and then I saw it on July fourth of this year. Uh, an American who's f- like I'm friends with this Australian, and she's friends with another American. And that American invited me along with a bunch of other expats to a Fourth of July party. And uh, it was cool. It was, it was people from all over, like not just uh, Americans, but a lot of non-Germans. And they had this huge dude. There, there's like a website that she bought this big table from. I think it's like. I think it's like beatish.de or something. We got we, we got a table like this at home. Just hit me up when you want to play. Dude, I always <laughs> want to play. <laughs> I, maybe maybe in November when uh, when you're back on when you can when you want to drink again, we can set up a a little game time. Sure. But um uh, but just I wrote one thing down that interested me the way you phrased it. Um I'd like to dive further into it. When you said that from a very young age here, especially in Bavaria, German German people, uh, I don't want to. I don't know if it's specifically German men, uh, are trained to drink. I think that it, you know it, it is funny to say, but it's also really true. Like it, it surprised me to hear stories or see it for myself. Um, like young boys, maybe even young girls, with whatever, with a beer or wine or whatever, um, being not not encouraged, but not put was it like not rejected away from or discouraged not discouraged away from having that drink so young yeah like mm, i feel like there are two sides to it and i want to say first of all like i don't want to um like underplay or how do you say play down underplay i'm not sure Down, downplay downplay it downplay like the fact that um, I think we talked about it in, in, in some episode, like that there are there are issues with um, with um, a lot of people being addicted to alcohol in, in Germany, etc. Um, oh yeah, that, I think we did touch on, on yeah, that before. We talked about that, but um, yeah, it is a thing. Um, and like I said, it's it has to do with all these kinds of activities that you get probably get into. Especially, I feel like in I cannot tell you how it is like growing up like in these teenage years in a, in a bigger city because I didn't experience that, but right. rather in in rural areas like a lot of social events and your free time like takes place around these certain activities and these all these yeah. kinds of Vereine, like these kind of clubs mm-hmm. that could be could be sports could be yeah the the local marching band or whatever yeah. being a being a, a voluntary firefighter or whatsoever. Right, right. Like in all these kinds of communities. Um and like I for example, like with with soccer, like a lot of young boys play soccer and um you have these they're called Vereinsheim, like the clubhouses, um <laughs> and w- which have their own their own bar um within it, etc. And like oh, wow. the older or like the, the adults that play like sit down and have beers after their training, after their games, etc. And you get part of that, and you probably at times get encouraged to drink. Um, and I, like in my case, um, it has not mainly been the the soccer club, rather like the you know it the Bullwinkel that, um, mm-hmm. that um, that kind of how do you say youth? It's kind of like a youth club. Youth club, yeah. Um, Venue sort of. Yeah, thing. which was like pretty pretty 
autumn, like pretty self-organized. And um, at times, yeah, I could say we did get encouraged, but I felt like it was, it's it's weird to, to, to put that in a, in a, in a, um, <laughs> in a, in a, in a, in a right way, but. Um, yeah, I can tell it's like, hard for you to phrase it like in this careful way. Exactly. Like, yeah. like. I remember like being 14 and going there and like, and we were all doing it by ourselves. Like this, 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 this youth, youth club work, like there's this house and it has a stage where there were like certain kinds of events, concerts, etc. There was mm-hmm. a, a rehearsal place for my, for my bands at that time. Amazing, um, there was like all kinds of games. There was a bar, etc., etc. And the thing was like, there was one rule, like you could come there, you could be a part of that and you could do that whatever you want, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Um but like the one rule is you have to give back to that like to to be part of that community and to to help I don't know um cleaning up organizing parties or I don't know um sports events or whatever we did. Um and right. I remember to be, to like, be responsible for Exactly. For and things. I remember like being there at 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 14 and we I don't know after party we were cleaning up like the whole the whole house. And then probably I don't know some some older dudes would encourage us or just casually like when they brought beer for the other older guys like giving us younger guys one or two beers or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, you could you can try it. So like, <laughs> drink. Sure, 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 and, sure. And that happened all the time. But I felt like in in my um in my personal scenario that this always always kind of happened in a in a kind of responsible way because yeah we were underage drinkers basically <laughs> but and and we tried to provoke it but like the older guys always were like looking at us and you would not get a like probably you would get a second beer but you would never get a third beer or something like that right um, they just want to be like hey you earned this yeah. it's kind of a little here's a little taste of the future but you know we're not going to get you drunk or something exactly um and yeah, on the one hand, that 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 probably is a problem. All these kinds of things, and it, yeah, it happens in all kinds of yeah gatherings, but the, but, clubs. But I get that that's hard to describe for you. I get that that specific mm-hmm. scenario is hard to. Uh, it's hard to f- frown upon as equally as um, criticize because no. it, in in certain towns, in certain cities, in certain countries, things like that are just a rite of passage. Mm. You know, and a lot of people, most people, especially from that region, would never look down on that. They'd be mm. like, yeah, of course, it's a young man, it's Bavaria, it's beer is part of our life. They it's should culture. be drinking. <laughs> they should be drinking. I mean, school sucks, you know? <laughs> no, I totally, I, and, and, here's, and the comparison of that is so interesting, too. Like, when you think about people here in Germany being uh, 15, 16, going and buying cases of beer, going to the river with their friends, I see these high school kids buying beer. And I think, man, isn't it so interesting that there aren't that many cases of teen um, alcoholism, teen mm. like, like overdosing, if you want to use that word for alcohol, mm. um, like having these big bicycle accidents or crash, having fights in a pizza place. Like in America, you can't legally buy it until you're 21. So that means mm. that everybody from that age, 16, where you can buy it here, is illegally trying to get it. And then abusing it because they have to do it in private and they don't know how much they're supposed yeah. to have. So they have like four and then they vomit and it's just a whole scene, you know? And that's, the, for me, like that's the, 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 the positive aspect about how I grew up with it. Like I, I like still yeah. I see like that, that it, it made me a regular drinker. That's the one thing. <laughs> right. But on the other hand, like, like remembering, um, 
thinking back at at that time, like between I would say yeah, fourteen and eighteen. Yeah. Um, like yeah, we were drinking. Um, but given the fact that there were always like I don't know older guys around us that were kind of looking at us, but and were allowing us to drink, but um, not that many like yeah, crazy things happened, and that's for me as I experienced it. Um. For for me, that was the, the, the that made the, the huge difference to all other kinds of drugs that what are completely mean? illegal. Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't too too interesting to to provoke anything with drinking alcohol or or um like um drinking too much, doing super stupid things. Obviously, we did stupid things when we were drunk, etc. But like in my case and in my surrounding, never. There never happened anything super crazy, like you mentioned, like crazy fights or whatsoever. Right. Um, Which is super interesting, I think. And um, yeah, and and I think that that made it a bit. Yeah, it, it was not like okay, we are we as teens drink alcohol and and misbehave to 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 be rebels or to provoke because it's something illegal, etc. That just didn't exist. That's also like. Right. One of the biggest arguments, and we'll see what happens with the the, the new government, like um, talking about the legalization of of, of marijuana, in it. um, which I can't believe Germany's even talking about that. It seems like they're so far away from that sort of mindset. But like, if if this new government, and we talked about politics, SPD, Greens, and FDP mm-hmm. find a coalition and they start their their talks uh, this week. Um, like they all have in their programs that they are pro legalization. Um, wow. Okay. Like there that, are that's cool. There are minor differences. Like the one party rather wants only like they want to start it with pilot projects with certain shops for a certain amount of time and see what happens there and then do the next steps. The other parties rather like, yeah, we just want to do it over over regular drug stores and with kind of I don't know certificates or whatever. But basically, right. all of these three parties are pro legalization. But that's another thing. And that's, that's interesting. And that, for me, as a as a as a as a teenager, that made the difference. Like with with alcohol, you couldn't you couldn't provoke anybody or yeah or anything because because I was yeah introduced to it. I was kind of um, I was kind of kind of trained to, to drink, like I said earlier. And in my case, that worked pretty well because, like, I think as far as I remember, I only had one time in my life where I, like, drank that much and don't remember anything and had this real, like, blackout and didn't have um, control over myself. And, like, and, and I talked to so many people, especially from, 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 from other, like, cultural backgrounds where that seems more normal that these kind of things happen. Like that, people pass yeah. out every weekend, etc. And that's yeah. and that's something I did not experience it in the, in my case. Which which kind of proves the argument of um, maybe that wasn't the worst way to get into it. You know, like whether or not it made like it made you a casual drinker, yes, but it made you a somewhat responsible drinker also because you have the agency and the hmm. the the self control to say oh, I'm drinking a bit too much this month. I'm going to do it on my vacation, but when I come back, I'm going to take a break. You know, you're not you're not someone who everyone has a few beer stories between eighteen and twenty one, whatever, where they 
do something stupid like falling asleep in someone's bathtub, locking the door or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some people also, but if everyone's going to have a story like that, everyone's going to have a story like that. Um, but it doesn't mean that they have like long-term abusive issues with that substance. So it's, it's interesting. It's kind of romanticizing the introduction of that, of if alcohol is considered a drug, it's, it's like, it is romanticizing the introduction of that into a young man's life. And if that is maybe a better option, because I remember, I mean, I've told these stories before, but there are so many stories where I would, um, when I was in high school, I didn't get introduced to alcohol at all. And I didn't, I think I tried my first beer at 17 or something, and I just didn't really like the taste of it. I think mm-hmm. my first sip was like of a Newcastle beer. And I just didn't I just didn't like the taste. I kind of pretended I liked it, but I never tried to buy it. I never was outside the gas stations trying to get people to buy me beer. I never went to my brother's older friends to ask. I never even asked my brother to buy nothing. Mm. And my so my thing, of course, was was more quickly into into weed and stuff that was just easier to get for someone like me. But there are stories where I would go to a, a party with these college kids and, and seniors in high school, and I would be a sophomore in high school, and I wouldn't drink. I just wanted to be around the cool kids. And, you know, you whatever, you'd smoke a little grass out of a Coca-Cola can and walk around, and you saw, like, the effects, like these senior cheerleader girls and, and, and athletes, whatever, just hammered. No. And like, you know, barefoot, stepping into a broken beer bottle glass, cutting their feet, falling over into vomit. And it was just mm. like this, these images I have from that party, that one particular one will never leave me because it was so like, oh my God, these were the people that I had on pedestals at school. Like these were the perfect no. specimen of people. And it, it never deterred me from alcohol. I just didn't like it yet. I didn't like it until really until just about college. And then, mm. like, I remember my freshman semester of college, finally, I was, like, playing those classic drinking games, whatever, the Circle of Fire, mm-hmm. or was it Captain Dickhead or whatever. And then, uh, of course, beer pong, I got really into that and really enjoyed playing that. But, yeah, until college, I really just didn't have that experience. And that probably led me to going really hard in the paint um, with alcohol in college because no. I had I was like, oh, I didn't know that this was what this was like. So I doubled down. And of course everyone has those has those stories for themselves. Like, yeah, of course there was times where I drank too much or I threw up in front of people and felt embarrassed and um probably experimented with more things than I would have had I been responsibly introduced to something like alcohol. Hmm. I mean my parents didn't even ask you know, when I was in high school, maybe maybe they did once or twice, but they didn't ask too much, like, if I was drinking. And I, I mean, and I wasn't, really, but um, it probably wouldn't have hurt to have, maybe for my dad to, like, you know, have brought, brought a beer home and just kind of talked about it with me to show me, like, this is what it is, this is a big part of adult life, to not be afraid of it, to be responsible with it, you know, but you learn. And I think no. in Germany, that's something, especially in Bavaria, that's what happens a lot more often. You have people who understand this is a humongous part of adults' life. Alcohol is just a big part of your life, whether you drink or not. It's just around you. Yeah, that's a, that's a crazy thing about it. Like, um, <clears throat> like I think, like rules like you have in, in, in America about alcohol, etc., um, just would not work here. 
and still like I had I had talked with my mom, etc. Like yeah, alcohol like yeah, you can enjoy it in in reasonable doses, etc. But um, all in all, it's something bad. And on the other hand, like you see like politicians that telling on interviews, yeah, like that on international meetings you have to drink all the time, <laughs> and you have like in Bavaria. Like you have this humongous Oktoberfest. You have this humongous festival mm-hmm. with millions of people attending each year. Um, not this year, not last year, because of the pandemic. Yeah, but yeah, of course. Like, um, not even the 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 real the world wars have 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 stopped it. Millions of people attending that. Um, and this whole thing is about like the 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 breweries here and their beer. Yeah. Um. There was, and people has been go a, crazy there. It <laughs> has been a super funny because the thing is, like, like you said, um, if alcohol is considered um, a drug, and I think like no one who looks at it um, from a rather scientific point of view would say alcohol is not a drug, but still, like in Germany, like the phrase is always alcohol and drugs. Right. Right. And that's still something weird. And, and there has been a super funny sequence um, at one press conference of, um, like, um, they had they had been interviewing um, the. Um, I have to check a word here. <laughs> the um, the the federal the federal drug commissioner. Ah yeah yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The FDA. Um, and they were asking like, yeah, um, what do you say about? Like having the world's largest drug festival within Germany, and she Ooh, was what like, would "What would that mean?" What? I would have heard about that, and they were like, "Yeah, Oktoberfest." <laughs> oh man! Okay, um, and so that, that that's something that's something for me. That was that was the, the the weird thing about alcohol. Like on the one hand, getting told, and for good reasons. Like look look at it from 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 what we know about the human body and what is good for it and not, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like that alcohol is bad, etc. And on the other hand, like yeah, like from to, to the highest levels, like politicians meet and they drink all the time. Like you have these huge, these huge um, events, like all these yeah. uh, these beer fests, etc. Um, and 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 that's a that's that's a weird thing about it. Hey Mo, one second, let me get the door. One second. Yeah. So Jordan, there's one thing you mentioned earlier. Um, I would be interested in um, talking about the artifacts immigrant part of the show. Um, like you said, um, you were on a walk with your mom today. Like that means your mom is here. We don't have to get to to, to private there. But what I would be interested in, like, how's that for you? Not not regarding your your personal re- relationship, etc. But rather like having that part of your that huge obviously huge part of your american heritage over here in germany for a longer amount of time you know it's kind of um it's kind of crazy man it's kind of interesting because um you know my mom she's she's really the, like the embodiment of my past you know she's um she's got her she still has her natural southern accent and she wears her, you know, Slidell, Louisiana shirts and her uh, Ole Miss Rebel shirts. And 
Um, you know, we talk about my dad a lot and my brother a lot and her, her dog and her sister and like the local sort of things going on in her life. And to show her the stuff here is sometimes really exciting all because she doesn't get exposed to, you know, a lot of these different kinds of food that we have here. Like, I think it's a little less specific. Like, I think I could be living almost anywhere in Europe and it would be the same experience. Like, I think, um, well, there's two parts. I'm kind of rambling here, but like one, one part is, um, I don't think she had a clear enough picture of how modern and westernized Germany is. Mm-hmm. Um, because when she first came here, I think she had the assumption that Germany doesn't sell like protein bars because she, she, she eats a lot of protein because of her stomach. Her doctor told her to eat like extra protein. So she always has like a protein bar each day and she has this protein powder she puts in stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and when she was first coming here, she, she packed like, I don't know, 50 of them in her suitcase. And then she had asked my brother before she flew to also like at some point like FedEx this huge box of protein bars, which would have cost a lot of money to ship abroad yeah, and sure. FedEx and everything. And I, my brother had texted me because she didn't tell me that she'd asked him to do that. And then my brother sent me a text and was like, hey, let mom know that this whatever, whatever in the box, they won't ship that, but I can do the protein bars tomorrow or something. And I was like, what? What do you mean you're shipping protein bars? So then I had to go talk to her and I, I had to like kind of explain like, Look, mom, we can go down to the to the grocery store right down the corner, and they have everything you want. They have your favorite brand of soda. They have all, like a thousand types of protein bars to choose from. Mm-hmm. They have you know the kinds of beans that you like, the kinds of crackers that you like. They have the kind of cheese that you like. We have you know it's like the grocery stores. They just have different names for things, but yeah. we have all the same stuff except for you yeah. know, the beer brands are different. For example. Um, and so then that kind of opened, I feel like that kind of opened her mind a little bit and the flow of communication got better. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we, we went down to the store the next morning and she had this great sort of like energy, energetic mood about her. She was like, Oh, well let's like, what is this? And she started asking questions. Finally, she was like, okay, what does this mean? Do they have this? And I would be like, yeah, I'll just go look for it and bring it over. Mm -hmm. She would take photos of the stuff so that she could eventually go back to the store alone, Mm -hmm. which she ended up doing and like buying her own groceries and even buying some Mm -hmm. stuff for us. Like, oh, you guys need some milk. You need some of this and that. Mm -hmm. And that was such a rewarding feeling from my side to see my mom being so independent in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. It was something that um, maybe I assumed she would do quicker, but because but, ha- you know, but has she been to Germany before, except for your for your wedding? No. Okay, so I ha- you know I also have to understand that like she's she, all of my friends and and my family in law and all that stuff still very new for her. She doesn't really know them. Yeah, you know, sure. she knows you the most because of the show. <laughs> you know, she always asks about which Mo. is a funny thing. <laughs> yeah. And so she always, we, she always talks about you or she talks about one of our previous guests and my good friend, Vivi. Mm-hmm. Um, but she met Vivi a few times back in the States. But um, yeah, she just, she's someone who, you know, wasn't often coming out to the city, even when I lived in New Orleans, to come out and like meet my friends or or let's go do something together. She, and this isn't anything negative, but she just is more of a homebody. She likes to be home with her dog and she has her mm-hmm. her routines and she has her friends and she does her thing. So coming here and dropping her 
in this really chaotic time in our life and kind of expecting her to be able to do a lot more things alone, um, I almost felt bad that I had subconsciously kind of put this pressure on her to, to accept things as they are now and just act independent now. And when I started realizing that she was shy and uncertain, and I thought, oh, of course, who wouldn't be? You know, yeah. then we had this talk and she started, now she's a bit more independent. She's a little bit more vocal. She's excited to see things. She, she tries new foods out. Like we, we, she's tried so far Indian food and she requested it a second time, which is really cool. She's never had Indian food before. Mm-hmm. She's had Taiwanese food. She's had Korean. She's had Vietnamese. Um, she's had Greek. She's had Israeli, Afghani, I think also. Uh, the only thing that she kind of refuses to try, and that's fine, is like raw fish or like tartare, like raw meat. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit hesitant, like, ooh, that sounds kind of gross. And, you know, win some, lose some, that's all right. But she's really like eager and she's she's going to the store and getting her own things and then coming back and like cooking us a home-cooked meal, like a roast with potatoes and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's so amazing. So, you know, that- <laughs> Yeah, the, I believe that. You know, I think like having any family member around- Every day for eight weeks, of course, there are moments where probably she gets a little tired of us and we get a little tired of her. And that's just normal. You know, yeah, sure. Sometimes we get less sleep or the ba- you know, maybe the babies are a bit more aggressive and like maybe you just have more stress. And no. so maybe the presence of, a, of another person um, isn't helpful. Maybe you're like, oh, I just kind of wish I was alone with this. And but then some days you're so grateful and thankful and it's easier and you can laugh and go for a walk and have meals together. Um, so right now we're in a really, really good flow. And yeah, that's the big thing is like to have, to have had that conversation to show her like Germany is progressive. It is modernized. You know, of course some things are behind, but not enough for you really like can't go do something. Um, but what, what do you mean with, um, Sorry, with uh, some things, something that are behind stuff that she probably wouldn't notice, like the like techno- technologically speaking, or like infrastructure. Okay. You know, like um, no. so there's bad Wi-Fi in different parts of the country, and yeah, you know, it's just stuff, stuff like yeah, that, yeah, stuff that techies like us would would complain about. You know, like come on, pick up, yeah, sure. pick up the technical infrastructure, whatever. But no. stuff like the the grocery stores and and the car system and the autobahn and all that stuff, she. I think she wasn't seeing how, how how modern and westernized the country is because her first time there, she was only in your hometown, which which yeah. of course you know doesn't look like it's really from the past from the past. But she did get mostly like open fields, some barns, some villages. No. You know, maybe wasn't even sure if the house had Wi-Fi, sort of thing. And here she's got her own little apartment. She's got a, a TV that we got for her. She's got her, you know, her regular shows on there. She loves, you know, the standards like How I Met Your Mother, Big Bang Theory. She's got all that stuff. She has her, you know, we have American food here, Pringles, M&Ms, that stuff that makes her feel kind of safe. And, hmm. you know, we got that stuff set up for her. So I think she's way more comfortable now. And next week, uh, before our next recording, my dad comes and then that'll be... Her last two weeks would be his two weeks here. Okay. So this is her sixth week here. Um, and it's like watching her as an as someone who immigrated here, watching a part of their family 
learn their life is, yeah, like I said, sometimes kind of hard because uh, you don't know what they expect or don't expect. And then sometimes really mm-hmm. rewarding because you're like, yeah, you see, it is beautiful. Or like, yeah, you want to see the river? Let's go look at it. You know, you have this kind of energy like, oh, you you do like it. And she'll ask, she's engaged about like the family drama mm-hmm. and she'll ask questions and stuff. So I'm curious how it's going to be with dad, though. He comes next Tuesday. But um, like, does it anything like how, how does it affect you? Like, do you, um, I don't know, um, like you said, obviously, like you said, okay, it's, it's but a lot of things that you kind of, quotation marks, left behind, like in the States. Like the the local stories that are around there or around your your parents' house, etc. But um, I could imagine that it also I don't know um, does it does something to you like having like you said having having that back in a in a surrounding where you would not expect it. It's kind of comforting a little bit. Um, she, you know, we don't have a million things in common. Um, of course, what I tend to think about or talk about here with my with like both my work in radio or podcasting or this um you know this like video content creation stuff like she doesn't know how any of that stuff works so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard for her to to follow it or really engage with it and I don't I don't blame her for that um so like and then you know with screenwriting and like film stuff and the drama of our friend groups here and 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 family in law and stuff there's only so much that she can really have an opinion on. It's most things she has to kind of just like listen and, mm-hmm. you know, passively kind of just be there for it um, because she's not so up to date with everything. Um, that's on one hand. And the other hand, being here in this world and having coffee with her in the morning and her telling me a story like, well, I talked to your father last night and blah, 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 this. And your brother called me and blah, 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 that. And, you know, my sister, she's uh, sick. She, You know, it's like, Having those little like mom phone calls mm-hmm. uh, in person, like with a little hug and she makes me, she helps make a coffee while I'm running around. Like that's really sweet stuff that I'm very, very happy to see. And what I've enjoyed probably the most is like those nice little chit chats of just day to day, like regular mom time. Yeah. This is probably the most time we've spent together in years. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And sure, like you, you went out to, to, to college and then you... Yeah, I didn't visit uh, like every week. Came to Europe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, since I've moved for sure, it's it's the most I've seen her because on visits, it's maybe a week, two weeks. Mm. And then, you know, this is only her second time coming here and I hope it becomes mm. a yearly thing. I would love that. Um, mm. It's harder for dad. Like mom doesn't work, so it's easier for her to plan a, t- a trip out. It's harder for dad yeah. because he's working and he only gets two weeks a year, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Only two weeks. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks much. a year, man. Yeah, like, like all, all, all of the stories you told me about, like, um, having to take your, your, um, your vacation days when you're sick and not getting that much vacation oh, days yeah. and insurances, etc. That's still something um, I don't get into my head um, about about um, the American economy. But yeah, that's that's another story. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, uh, and I really wanna. This is like. This is a super fun, engaging episode, and I hate to to cut it just shy of an hour, but it's just a little bit of a busy day today. Um, but yeah, 
with mom visiting, it's 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 cool. It's very nice to have that around. And I'm and I'm I'm gonna tell you guys next week <laughs> how it is with dad because I'm very curious how that dynamic will shift if he, <laughs> you know, if he wants to like take the lead on things or if he's if he's gonna be shy and sit back and like let mom be like, oh, you don't know what vice and bonin means, huh? You, you don't know. You don't know what that is. Hexy. You don't know. <laughs> and let her kind of just be the German, you know, like aficionado now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice man um well dude i have to wrap it up I'm sadly so short but um there's lots more to talk about so we'll talk next week uh, hopefully i can be back in the office or find a good like a stronger gap of time maybe when if has some help um otherwise i love you dude and i'm excited to get back into the video studio hopefully at least one time next month if we can yes sir um we gotta talk uh, talk about next week because I think I only can do an evening session next week because it's the Median Tage, Europe's biggest um, media expo. Okay, and we have still a lot of work to do there. Another story, and yeah, hopefully we can get back into the video studio soon. I've just been there before our recording to to mix another recording there, and it's still looking nice. And cool. we did a little more about the ang the angles, etc. And I. I would love to get back there with you. I'm pumped, man. I got to lose some weight first. Uh, maybe I'll stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Look out, baby. The saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby blue. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.